time for another episode of What's Crap on WhatsApp. We're the voice note show that investigates the crap in your WhatsApp groups. I'm Kate Wilkinson from Africa Check, the continent's leading fact-checking organization. And I'm Paul McNally from podcasting company Volume. This week, we're looking into three messages that have been doing the rounds online. Was a British woman's largely skeletal remains found in a flat after three years? Will garlic and milk mix together cure asthma and tuberculosis? Does South Africa's COVID-19 tracing app access your contacts or personal information? Let's find out. Okay, Kate, so what's the story with this skeleton lady? So there's a post on Facebook that says a woman was found in her flat in London skeletonized and that she'd been dead for more than two years and the television was still running. Okay. Does it say how she died? So it says that apparently she died in December 2003 from an asthma attack while watching television. The post includes two photos, one of a portrait of a woman and the second, which seems to be the mummified remains of a person sitting upright in front of the television. That's a really odd claim. But I guess like always, we've got to ask, is it true? So, a Google reverse image search revealed that the first photo is of Joyce Carol Vincent, who was 38. Her badly decomposed body was discovered three years after her death, sometime in 2003. Her story was covered in the UK's Guardian newspaper. The article says that lying on the sofa was the skeleton of the 38-year-old woman who had been dead for almost three years. Yes, and even more grim was that in the corner of the room, the TV was still on and there was a small pile of unopened Christmas presents. That's touching, but if there were presents, how come no one found her? It says that her remains were too decomposed for the cause of death to be determined, but she was known to have suffered from asthma. So this message is true. So yes, it's true. It's not crap. What's next on today's agenda, Kate? We're looking at health. Ready? I'm ready. Garlic in milk. Well, okay, I've never had it, but I imagine it is pretty disgusting. (laughs) So a post on Facebook says that this mixture can cure, here's the list, asthma, tuberculosis, pneumonia, and other diseases. That does not sound right at all. No, it doesn't sound right. The message says that it might seem like an odd pairing, but milk and garlic make for a fairly popular tonic renowned for its many health benefits. The message goes on to give instructions for preparing the remedy, but does a mixture of garlic and milk really cure all these conditions? So we spoke to a professor of human physiology at the University of Port Harcourt, which is in Nigeria, and he said that people should ignore the message. He said garlic and milk does not have an impact on asthma symptoms, pneumonia, coughing, or tuberculosis. It also is not a treatment for cardiac problems or arthritis. There's a surprise. So this is crap then. Total crap. Don't take any remedy or treatment without speaking to your doctor. What's last on the list for today, Kate? This one is about South Africa's new COVID alert app. Ah, yes. The app is designed to let people know when they've recently been in close contact with someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah, that's the one. Well, what's the claim? Some people are suspicious about the app, fearing that it could access and store their private information without their knowledge or consent. A message widely shared on Facebook and WhatsApp says that the app requires access to all the contacts on your phone. Okay, is this true? How does the app work? Can it access your contacts and info on your phone and spy on you? 
That's a lot of questions, Paul. So the app does not request access to your contacts. The Google Play Store, which hosts the Android version of the app, says that it does not request permission to modify your contacts, find accounts on the device, or read your contacts. Some apps do request these permissions, like WhatsApp, for example, which needs to access people on your contact list. Privacy and security experts have also pointed out that the app requires fewer permissions than other popular apps like Facebook. Okay, so the app doesn't require access to your contacts, and it doesn't ask for it. But are there any ways it could use other types of personal information? Google explains in detail that the system is designed to require no personal information. And it powers a number of exposure notification apps around the world, listed by Apple. Right. Okay. So Google also says the system does not share your identity with other users, Apple or Google, but then it won't be able to identify users. So how does the app trace COVID nineteen contact? So what happens is the system randomly generates a unique code at regular intervals, and then it shares this code with any device that it detects nearby. If someone tests positive, they can mark this on their app. The app will then send the previous 14 days of code data to a central database. So anyone who has received one of these codes now knows that they have been near someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. But they can't tell who that person was because each code is generated randomly and includes zero personal information. South African data privacy researcher Murray Hunter, formerly of advocacy organisation Right to Know, says the app is safe. This is what he told us: the COVID alert app. Uh, explicitly works by not collecting any information about your location, or tracking your movements, or trying to identify users or identify the people they're in contact with. And in fact, there are fairly strict uh, privacy protection features that are installed by Apple and Google when they created the system that would prevent governments from being able to use it for those purposes. So the message about the app accessing your contacts is crap. Total crap. That's all the time we have for today's show. Now you know what's crap and what's not. Your friends and family can sign up for our show over WhatsApp. The number is zero eight two seven zero nine three five two seven. All you need to do is save us as a contact in your phone and then send us a message to sign up. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, from Apple to Spotify. And if you listen there, you'll find show notes and a link to the fact checks. If you want people to discover the show and the facts, then please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme song is composed by John Bartman. I'm Kate Wilkinson, and I'm Paul McNally. Bye for now. Volume.